Welcome back to Christmas in Qatar. It's once again your host Jack Hartley and I would like to introduce you to my favorite group of the World Cup. And it's not just because they have great talent or high-flowing teams, the kind of teams that you love to watch, attacking on attacking games. I'm absolutely ready for it. It's Group C, it's Argentina, it's Mexico, Poland, Saudi Arabia. A very solid group, one I'm absolutely looking forward to watching. So let's dive in. Let's start with, uh, let's start with Argentina. What a team this Argentina side is. Finally broke through at the Copa America. Finally showing that ability to succeed in tournaments. Finally showing that ability to break through on the score sheet in those tough situations against those tough teams that they need to break down. They've beaten Brazil, which of course they struggled with for years and is maybe something that they'll have to do at this tournament as well. Brazil also looking very good. But it's my tournament favorites here, Argentina. I believe that Argentina has everything that you need to win a World Cup. And I do believe that they will win this World Cup. They are the best team on paper. They're the best team uh, in terms of chemistry, uh, presence, experience, a uh, good mix of depth and youth, but also that, that sage uh, sort of advice portion that you want to have in your squad. And I just think that they have everything that you're looking for, especially when, you, when it comes to their back line, which has really been a, a source of maybe some discontent among the Argentina supporters in, in past years. You've got players, uh, really just quality at the back is what, what you've been looking for that's been missing. You've got players like uh, Emiliano Martinez, who really deserves to be better at a better club than Aston Villa. It's, it's not suiting of a player like him, even to be uh, a starting keeper in the Premier League. Aston Villa is just beneath his level. He is an absolutely unheralded player, deserves better, deserves to be treated as on the level with Alisson and Ederson, among the best keepers in the entire Premier League. I mean, you've got players like David De Gea. I mean, shit, they're getting, they're getting more love among their counterparts than they, really they deserve. You've got these Brazilians who are treated like royalty, Spaniards treated like royalty, and then you've got great players from Argentina. I, I see their complaints of the Argentina supporters. This is, it's a travesty that we, we aren't looking at these players properly. And even you move into the defensive, of course, you've got maybe a bit of a liability in, uh, in Christian Romero. But yeah, it's not his fault. He's playing in a terrible club, small club, something you don't want to see. Luckily, he's paired with perhaps the best defender in the world right now in uh, uh, Manchester United's Lisandro Martinez. Martinez is just outstanding right now. Despite his diminutive size, he plays big. He's just one of those players you love to watch play because they play with confidence, they play with swagger. And of course, Martinez plays for the best club in the world. So what more could you ask for him? He's going to be ready for the stage. He has the experience, the ability, and the talent to showcase exactly what he has in front of the entire world in Qatar. As for uh, some of the more attacking options, it's maybe what Argentina is better known for and has been better known for. Um, and where else can you start but, but Lionel Messi? Elite player, second best player in world football history. I don't think there's any debating that. Only Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo would be considered above his level. 
and you've got other great players. Angel Di Maria, you've got uh, Paulo Dybala. And when you see it come together, players like Giovanni Lo Celso, even. Just great players that are going to come together as one and produce the most talent-rich squad that we see at this Qatar World Cup. And when you see a team that has success-winning tournaments, are the best on paper, and are experienced, plus, plus very, very deep, I don't know how you can see any other team as the World Cup favorites. It, it's crazy that anybody else is, is seen as even close to Argentina's level. It's just the reality of this World Cup. It is Argentina's to lose, and their supporters know it. It would be a major disappointment if Argentina didn't come home with a trophy from Qatar. So, Argentina, of course, uh, not only heavy favorites to win the whole damn tournament, but also favorites to, to win the group. But, you know, not, not to be discounted, you've got some interesting sides coming in. And uh, let's go with the historically great CONCACAF side, Mexico. Great team in Mexico. Uh, maybe it's a, a little uh, fading, you might say. This is a team of players that have been experienced at many World Cups, maybe a little just past their peak. But, you know, it, everything that you want to see from a team, it remains in, in this Mexico side. You've, you've still got, uh, you know, Guillermo Ochoa at the back who made some critical mistakes in qualifying. Uh, of course, conceded that, that back-breaking goal in, in Edmonton to, to Kyle Lahren. Uh, maybe could have done better on the other goal in that match as well. Who really knows? But Ochoa has not been challenged for the, the role of Mexico's starting keeper, and I don't imagine he will be before November's World Cup. So you're going to have to ask him to play more mistake-free random football, like the kind of football that he likes to play at his, his club with, with Club America. And uh, what, can you, what can you say? What can, you can only hope for certain things. Uh, and I should mention that uh, Mexico would be lucky to have a player like, uh, like Argentina's uh, Juan Unbidon de Siete Facio. Uh, Unbiadion de Asiete Fezio actually had the chance to play for Mexico, but chose Argentina, is part of the Argentinian team, and I think it's really going to score quite a few goals. Anyways, back to Mexico, the players who actually uh, did decide to choose to play for Mexico, and our cap tied. You've got, you've got quality, but age can be a curse, and that's just the reality of the situation at, at at such high-stakes tournaments like the World Cup. So let's move on to the, the midfielders and the strikers. You've got, uh, you know, Hervin Lozano. Great season for Napoli, of course. Napoli, well on their way to the Scudetto in a, in a season which they weren't expected to even contend. And, uh, you know, Edson Alvarez, Raul Jimenez, playing at, at high-quality clubs for sure, playing good minutes, uh, giving their teams exactly what they're asking for. And I think that, that starting three of Lozano, Alvarez, and Jimenez can really provide the quality that Mexico is looking forward to advance not only out of the group, but maybe even a little further. They, they've got the, the ability to progress to maybe a, a quarterfinal with maybe some penalty luck, a, a semifinal. Who knows how far this team can go? 
I don't think that they're, they're threats to win it at all. Uh, it's tough for a team from CONCACAF to, to pull that off. But Mexico has every ingredient that you need to, to at least get beyond the group stage, for sure. And uh, I should mention at the back as well, you've got quality players. Hey, Jesus Angelo, Cesar Montes, Calvin, Kevin Alvarez. You know, again, like I've, like I've said a lot of times with these uh, sort of middling teams, their back lines tend to be this, these, these solid players. They're not much to speak about, but that's kind of their entire MO, right? You've got players that make a living off just denying any sort of opportunity. And in a sport designed to be entertainment, maybe they're not going to be as well known, but they're definitely going to be players that you want to want to properly look at. And, of course, the one player that you do want to look at for Mexico is uh, a player like uh, Raul Drogas. Raul Drogas is a very notable player because Drogas is someone who, of course, has had scandals all around him. He's had, uh, you know, certain personal issues that he's dealt with, but when you look beyond there, what a player he is, isn't he? Raul Drogas is just, just amazing. So, that's Mexico. Mexico, uh, perhaps going to be in a real battle in this group, and that's why I just love Group C so much, because you don't really know how how anything's going to go. And while Argentina may not be challenged as some have even hoped they would be, I think that the, the battle for second place is going to be absolutely crucial, much like in, in Group B, where you have England, Wales, and, and Iran, and the USA, and who really knows how that's going to work out. Here you've got Poland and Mexico, who are probably going to play one of the most high-stakes games of the entire group stage. So let's move on to Poland, who I would say right now is likely the third-place team in this group. Just on paper, they've lost a step. You saw it throughout qualifying. You still have Robert Lewandowski, of course, great player. But beyond that, you've got some aging talent. Still talent, but aging talent. And I'm just not convinced that that's going to be able to compete with Mexico. So, Poland. From the back, you've got, of course, Wojtek Szczesny, who's been around forever. Everyone knows him. But boy, at Juventus, he's just had a bit of a shocker this season. Uh, game in, game out. It, it makes you wonder what it would take for him to actually lose this Poland job because it just hasn't been good enough. And sure, you might say he, he doesn't have challenges, but I mean, Lucas Fabianski for West Ham. West Ham not having a great season either, but you'd have to think that there would at least be a bit of an open competition there. And in front of them... At defense, you you don't have enough. You've got you've got Matty Cash, of course, the English national who has chosen to play for Poland because of his, his eligibility. You got Jan Bednarek, uh, so those two from from Aston Villa. As Villa has really dipped into these this group B action, you see fans of of Villa villains everywhere are going to be hyper focused on this particular group. So, midfielders, strikers, this is where it starts to get a little thin and a little old. You've got players like Krzysztof Piatek, 
who at his best was a remarkable player, real creator, someone who could shift the balance of a game with a single touch of the ball, with a single thought, the single ability to advance his team forward in a match. And sure, he's lost a step. But if he can regain that form just for, you know, 10, 12 days of this tournament, who really knows what can happen? Poland's capable of a lot if their players can just rediscover what they once were. And that applies to players like Adam Buxa or uh, even uh, Frankowski, Zhukovsky. But it certainly doesn't apply to the great Robert Lewandowski. What a player. He deserves every bit of attention he gets. Uh, perhaps made a questionable decision to move to Barcelona. But, you know, who wouldn't want to go live in a, a great city for a great paycheck? Uh, whether he gets that paycheck is, is another issue. But he's scoring goals. He's playing quality. He's competing in a league environment every single day. He'll be competing in the Europa League very soon, but that's no knock on him. Barcelona have not surrounded him as he should be. And maybe it's even a good practice for him to get away from Bayern, because I would argue that the quality of Barcelona much better mimics the quality of Poland than Bayern did. Bayern was too good. The kind of service that Lewandowski got at, at Bayern just won't be anything like what he gets at Poland. He's going to have to create more of his own offense. And if he can do so, then Robert Lewandowski will be a real talking point of this World Cup. Someone who we can really look at and say, yes, that's a man who can win the golden boot. That's a man who can flip a game on its head. And that's a person who has the ability to inspire his team to advance very far at this World Cup. So yes, can Poland do it? Absolutely they can do it. Why couldn't they do it? Why not Poland? Why not us? They must be saying. We'll see. And the one player that could really inspire Poland, I think, would be uh, Matysz Skrzydelka. Matysz Skrzydelka would be uh, uh, just a great pickup for Poland. Uh, of course, not yet captied to Poland. Very young, very inexperienced. But the potential there is something that Poland really doesn't have on their team because of the advanced age of their entire squad. So you got a player like Skrzydelka who will provide this, this youthfulness, this spark that Poland might end up needing in order to, to succeed at this World Cup. We'll see. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, sort of the bottom feeders in this group. Saudi Arabia, of course, playing close to home, might have a, a pretty sizable traveling support. Uh, maybe not the most passionate support always, but uh, their geographical closeness, their proximity might provide them some sort of advantage, especially playing in similar conditions as they usually play in. And we'll see. Saudi Arabia, of course, a, a very, very... Uh, tight-knit team, a team who can shut you down, will often try to play for those nil-nil draws. And I think that'll be their strategy at this entire World Cup because they will not be the favorites in any game they play. Even if 
by uh, some sort of miracle, they'd make it out of the group stage. They wouldn't be the favorites. They could keep on playing. They won't. But they could keep on playing, and, I mean, shit, Saudi Arabia could end up pulling a Russia and really surprising us at this tournament. Who knows? And if that happens, that will surely be propelled by an outstanding goalkeeping performance from uh, Mohamed Al-Rubai. Mohamed Al-Rubai would be a, a great candidate for, for the Golden Glove at this World Cup. Someone who is perhaps not expected to do much. Someone who not many people have heard of, but I think could absolutely break out of this World Cup, especially with the volume of shots that you know he's going to be facing. If he manages to keep out some of these long-range strikes from players like, like Herving Lozano or, or Lionel Messi, he could absolutely put in a, a case to be one of the, the breakout players of this entire tournament. So let's consider that. I think it wouldn't, it wouldn't be fair to Saudi Arabia to just count them out right away, despite the obvious flaws that they have. They don't have, in my mind, a single player that would start on either of the other three teams in the group. They don't have a track record of success. They don't really have much going for them at all. But they made it to the World Cup. They had a good qualifying window. They were better than Australia. They were better than Iran in many senses. Let's see what they can come up with when competing outside of Asia. Which in my mind, again, probably won't be much. But, you know, I've got players like, like Sultan Al-Ghanam, Yasir Ashrini, uh, Mohamed Al-Buruk, Ziad Al-Shafi. Solid players, not really what you're looking for, trying to create a proper attack, a proper uh, underdog mindset, counter-attacking style team who can scare you know, the living shit out of Argentina or perhaps uh, Mexico. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they can come up with something. Maybe they can. But they, again, they, they won't. Unless, unless they can be inspired by the great play of one of their best players, one of my personal favorite players in the World Cup, being, of course, uh, Musa Midrib Cricket. Midrib Cricket is just a spectacular player. Someone who can just hit the ball all over the pitch. Someone who can score fours, sixes, goals or four or six goals at a time, rather. And, you know, if Saudi Arabia is going to do something, it'll probably be through mid-rib cricket, one of the best players, in my mind, on this team. And the player with the most to gain out of this World Cup, the player who could maybe secure that big money move after a showcase in front of the entire world. Who knows? Who knows? That's the entire... That's what you have to realize with a lot of these teams in the World Cup. Your, your Saudi Arabia's, your Australia's, your Costa Rica's. Who knows? Why not them? Why not them? It's that simple. And I think it is important to remind, remind ourselves of that because it is the World Cup. There have been surprises. There will be surprises. Everything I'm saying, 90% of it will be wrong. I'm giving my opinions here. They won't be right. They won't be. This World Cup is designed as a tournament to provide drama, upsets, and everything that else that as a sports fan you're looking for. So let's keep that in mind when we give our predictions. It could be anyone. 
it always could be anyone, even if it's going to be Argentina. So that's it for group, uh, group C, uh, a solid group, one I'm very excited to watch, and uh, one where you're probably going to see a bit of dominance. I would expect a full nine points from Argentina. Uh, I would expect at least three points out of both Poland and, and Mexico as they uh, face, face Saudi Arabia. And then I think that Poland-Mexico game is going to be really what this, uh, this whole group comes down to. Uh, a situation in which both teams are playing for their lives and they know it. Uh, Lewandowski against Lozano would be a great battle. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you are too. And uh, finally, just a reminder, five-star reviews. Share it with your friends. Helps us out a lot. Uh, please get in touch if you have your own opinions. Feel free to disagree. Feel free to agree. And remember that anyone could win this tournament. Thank you for listening.